On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's podcast. I'm your host, Ronda Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Mate. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, my beautiful people? Man, it's been a minute, it feels like. But we back, and we better. And it's another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. But before we move forward, let's find out who's here with us. Okay, okay. Get to it. So who are you? <laughs> Wait, that, that's who you supposed to be? <laughs> that's your whole thing? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> even you can't even handle this one. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> it's been a while. Pull up a chair and listen. <laughs> I don't like you for that at all. Not even a but, little bit. But I love you. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I kind of that kind of worked out though because I feel like you were doing this for this next person that's going to introduce themselves. Like, I like how you did that, but I don't think you really meant to do that. But I'm going to use that. We'll so, never know. All right. All right. You're right. <laughs> all right. We got a special, special guest coming on today. Once again, MSU alumni, because we do what we, do, we be doing. We be doing it. We're all over the place. MSU alumni, how can I get describe this guest without going too, into too much? New York, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. OCAT fam. OCAT fam hey. once again. All OCAT okay. one. Gang gang gang. Gang gang. gang. Became friends, became my little sister, became my family member. And now Ooh. she's doing big things. She, you know, I, I, I'm not even gonna put your resume out there, but just know she's doing big things because she's a Spartan on OCAT. <laughs> uh she's my fellow Zim Zim girl. Um hey. I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh thanks conrad for not exposing me too much um hi everybody i'm yasha and i'm so excited to be on this podcast Woo! it's about time i'm just <laughs> so yeah um yeah i am yasha i'm originally from zimbabwe currently in new york uh former michigan state fam and yeah uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are super excited to have you with us tonight. We got a lot of great conversation we're about to have. Oh yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, Brian, Brian meant to say pull a chair. You might want to sit down. You might want to lay down because we're about to get into it today. Because we're getting in there. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's not that type of episode. Nope. Like, honestly, it never is. <laughs> so never. Get that out of your system. <laughs> I like that type of episode. It's not that type of show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> All right. Anyways, how y'all been, Lenny? Conrad, what you been up to? Man, it was a chill weekend for me. Say about my weekend, other than I love my mama. Um, hey. It was one of those weekends where I just needed to settle my ass down on the couch and do nothing because that's what I wanted to do. Um, so it was it was good uh, mental break. Uh, I tried to be a good student, but that didn't work out. And I'm okay with that because I had Monday and today and tomorrow to do what I need to do. But watch some Netflix, you know, Planet Earth. Um, that's really about it. Ain't shit happening. But yeah, so Brian, <laughs> what you do this weekend? <laughs> well, ain't shit happened over here. Um, <laughs> my boy Darno, we love Darno, we do. Uh, he we left this weekend, and uh, yeah, oh, he has friends. You know, no, for real. Shout out to Darno, whose sister is about to give birth to his uh, niece. I'm just praying that she gives birth. We're recording on uh, Tuesday, May 14th. I My calculations say if she goes into labor around 11.23 p.m. tonight, she will produce okay. a beautiful baby girl on the best day that ever existed, and we'll talk about that later, May 15th. Um, so, yeah, everybody pray. Healthy baby, healthy baby. That's all we want. Amen. But, yeah, that was my Amen. weekend. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Nyasha? What about you? How was your weekend? Oh, yeah, sorry. So um, I had a really chill weekend as well. I was helping a friend wig shopping for graduation. Just the season. Hey. Uh, you know. Black excellence. Scam always. You know, black excellence. Black excellence. Hey. Excellence. Hey. Excellence. Wee wee. Boo gee. Boo boo. Wee wee. Boo Okay. I am done with you. <laughs> y'all got to start. That's on y'all. <laughs> But yeah, no, you know, everyone is graduating and like, you know, I feel like everyone like in the Midwest graduates earlier than on the East Coast. So there's this like wave of everyone like getting ready for that. So it's been um, an interesting ride seeing everyone get ready for that. So yeah, this this month is going to be busy. After this week, <laughs> bye. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been hearing... Uh... Mother Nature don't really mess with y'all up there. All this cold in okay. April and May. What's going on? What y'all do? That's 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 not something I want to talk about right now. <laughs> oh. Okay. Hey. Um. That's that's a personal attack. So oh, we're gonna okay. skip on. The next right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're gonna skip. We can do that. <laughs> all right. So we can keep. <laughs> we can move right on to my weekend for a camera get in trouble. <laughs> you already said no thin ice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so my weekend was also pretty chill. I guess that's a theme across the board. Like I literally was just chilling on the couch. Yeah, go see a movie, but that even that I felt like I was only out for a, a couple hours and outside of that I spent the whole weekend pretty much on that couch or out making a little money. But otherwise, Super chill. I say the best thing that happened this past weekend was definitely Game of Thrones coming through in the clutch Sunday night. 
So, unfortunately, these two bums don't ever watch Game of Thrones, so I can never get a chance to talk about it with them. But thankfully, we have a special guest here who does watch it. So, Nyasha, me and you can have a quick conversation. Did you get a chance so, to see the episode? Of, of course. One, I'm, I'm ashamed to be associated with people who do not watch Game of Thrones. Tell wow. me about it. What are you doing with your life? Tell me about what it. I, we can really blow this. We can really blow life? all of this up. We can really blow like, all this up. I'm, and I have let y'all talk. We can... Brian and I can have right. a conversation. We can, really First of all, we can start our own can, podcast. We don't even need y'all anymore. You do Beep that. ended you do this that. weekend, and beef is far better. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually offended. What are you doing with your life? Huh? Watching so you mean to tell me watching the playoffs. So so you can watch that, and you can also watch Game of Thrones. I actually just opened up a orphanage. So yeah, I've been pretty busy. Yeah. Okay. Are you telling the truth? No. <laughs> no. I am not. I am not. <laughs> then for that, I'm deeply ashamed for you. Oh, okay, but Damn, we all are coming. <laughs> no, I'm... Okay, so Ron, you watch Game of Thrones. How do you feel? Like, how do you feel about this last episode? I need to hear your thoughts. I absolutely love this episode. Like I've had some issues with the season. Like it hasn't been a perfect season. It's definitely not the same show that we've been enjoying for the past, you know, close to a decade. But mm-hmm. I feel like this past episode was the culmination of so many different things that have been coming for so long, and to finally see shit go down, like to see Daenerys turn up and burn that city down, to see mm-hmm. Cersei get mm-hmm. what she deserved. I was like, finally, I've been waiting years to watch this happen, and it, it gave me everything I wanted. I have no complaints about that. How about Wait, you? Can we cuss? On this, show? can we oh, yeah. on this? As much as okay, because she, she said, I feel, like, I feel like them kids. This, <laughs> she said, fuck them kids, fuck their parents, <laughs> fuck their grandparents, fuck everybody. You know, she's like, oh, you, you, you said Dracarys, Dracarys, bitch. Listen, like, she literally lit up King's Landing. And I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like this episode, to be very honest. Uh, it was much better than the previous episode. And I think in terms of production quality and all the stuff that we wanted, like, I think it gave us a lot of the things that we needed. But the writing was straight trash. I feel like Cersei, I feel like Cersei should have died in a much more brutal way. She died in the hands of Jamie. Jamie? Jamie? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, I, like, I feel like there were a lot of things I didn't expect. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't happy with a lot of the character arcs. They ruined a lot of character arcs. They didn't give us what we really wanted. Arya almost died. Um, listen, um, I'm, they better stay in hiding <laughs> because I don't want to see them next episode. Yeah, I will say yeah, that's my definitely opinion. Cersei's death was a hard pill to swallow. I was was not here for it at all when it first happened. I was like, she deserves so much worse than that. But at the end of the day, I've come to accept it. And I can't really say that I like it, but there are just way worse things to complain about. So I'm not too mad at it. Mm. I do think, I do mm. wish that someone would have got a chance to murder her personally, but I am satisfied that she had to watch her whole city burn down right before her eyes when she couldn't do a damn thing about it. And then she got crushed by the same building that she was so, so happy to finally be in charge of. Ended up being the same thing that killed her. Mm. So the poetic justice there was cool with me, but I was not here at all Jamie. for Jamie's arc. For him to go running back to her at the last minute and claiming that he never cared about innocent people, like they erased so much work that they did with Jamie. 
for nothing. Just put him right yeah. back at square one. Yeah, honestly, like I really was hoping that he was going to kill her. Like I, I was just, I was like, this is the only thing that will make sense. Like make it make sense. And then he arrives there, and I was like, you wasted my time. What was the point? What was the reason? Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like I honestly just. <laughs> Like what was that? No, actually, I just generally I don't I don't understand that whole character arc, and I feel like I know that people have been bringing up the fact that you know like George R R Martin does like consult with the writers for a lot of the things because he's still trying to finish this next book, but I honestly feel like they have a meeting with him and he'll say like oh you know Jamie breathes, and then they go and they write something completely less. That's how I feel right now. I can totally see that. So, like, there's no way yeah. I can imagine that the way that all the work he did from what we got from the books, and that's how he planned on that ending, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. It does. So, doesn't. what do you want to see happen in the finale? It's, it's all going down next week. You know, all my hopes have been shattered over the past five weeks. So, to be very honest, I my theory is that Daenerys is going to die, and I have. I really love, you know, the dragon queen, dragon lady, yes, but I feel like the way they've just destroyed her character arc, I feel like one of the stocks is going to kill her. And I think it's between, I think it's either John or Arya or surprisingly Sansa, or she's going to like orchestrate her death. So that's what I think is going to happen. But I don't want that to necessarily happen, but I think it will. See, personally, I'm actually very happy with the way that Daenerys's arc has ended. Like, I do agree with people that they could have taken more time to flesh it out more, and a lot of people would have been more satisfied. But I think this is always who she was destined to become. Like, I do think that from the very beginning, this is mm-hmm. what George R. R. Martin saw for her. So, this, oh, you don't think so? No. Mm-mm. No, this was lazy writing. <laughs> Absolutely. Nope. Like, nah, this I don't think was... so. Same. No. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Do you even watch the show? <laughs> On Twitter. All right. Hmm. Sorry to interrupt the flow. Go ahead. But no, no, continue. I, I, I like, uh, I, sorry, I cut you off, but I, I definitely think that even if she was destined to be the Mad Queen, I don't, because a lot of things just, I don't know, they're things that just don't make sense right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But then who's going to be on the throne? That's another question. But yeah, sorry, I cut you off. So please say say what you were going to say about that. <laughs> um, I think I forgot exactly what I was going to say. But I think when it comes to Daenerys, I think that she has shown that she really is. She would do whatever it takes to get what she wants. And we've always been on her side mm-hmm. throughout the whole series because what she wanted is what we viewed as good, which was like, you know, freeing slaves, taking back her power, you know, and things that we saw as being benevolent or you know pure, but now that she's crossed that line between I'm gonna take I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get what I want, and I don't care if innocent people have to die. Now we're kind of like ah oh, shit, this isn't what we wanted from her. It's not what we're used to getting from her. But I feel like this is really the exact same thing that she's been doing. Just the context has changed, and now the people who she's burning we don't necessarily agree with. But to her, it's just a body that got burnt. Mm. True. But as, as far as who takes over at the end, I'm honestly wide open to whatever happens. I don't have any sort of investment in any one person taking over or any certain outcome. I just hope that whatever they do end up doing makes sense, and I'll be happy with it. So question. So because you have that <clears throat> thought process run, does that make the show a lot better for you because you're not expecting much? 
I will say that it makes me a lot less critical than what I see from other people because I've seen a lot of people who are just complaining because things aren't working out the way that they expected or the way they want it. And mm. in certain areas, like for Jamie, for instance, that isn't the area that makes me upset because it didn't end the way I want it. But because that was really only the one of the areas I was interested in or invested in, I don't have as much upset about, you know, the Night King dying super quick or Cersei not being killed by someone else. Like, I'm not as heavily invested in those things. So I think I am less critical than other people are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like for me, I think I I didn't have a problem with how people died or whatever. I, I think I was even expecting a lot of my faves to die a lot earlier. So I think for me, it's more of like, I think the writing, the writing for me is a big issue. The production quality, A1. Ooh, the fire, the flames, the dragons. Oh, yeah, I would take it all. They haven't let us down with that. Yeah, but yeah. Were you guys mad that Aaron Rodgers died? No, I wasn't oh mad because I did not God. realize it until after the fact. <laughs> yeah, I saw the clip too after and I was like, wow, he really was there. Like, they have had quite a few, like, um, cameos, I feel like, of some celebrity cameos in the show. And, like, we find out after the fact. So, I I didn't even realize until he was, like, playing that. Yeah, I'm very happy with his cameo compared to Ed Sheeran's because I remember him singing out of nowhere. And that was, like, really oh. upsetting because I was like, what the fuck is this? What is he doing here? <laughs> but I could just see Ron being mad at the TV. You could ask story. I was like, what is this? <laughs> that made me more upset than anything else, honestly. But I think Aaron Rodgers' cameo was great. Like, honestly, you don't even really notice it was him unless you were knew he was there and knew what he was wearing and knew when to look for him because it was that, pretty much that quick. Mm. Mm. Wow. Great show. So did... Did you guys also watch the end of Veep? What? Who? Wow. Okay. What's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, so no, anybody watch Veep? Especially not during Game of Thrones season. They, 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 they shouldn't even it have is. done that. No. So you want to tell me? It's a good show, though. Veep is an amazing show, all right? Julia Louis-Dreyfus <laughs> is the best comedian since uh uh lucy all right and i love the show and i miss what about whoopee so ooh, sorry okay between you and your faves (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about whoopee we will but for now let's go ahead and get down to some real business and figure out whose mans we got in these streets so brian you got the first topic for us what's going on have you washed your ass today? That's not a question. Uh, that's what many people ask themselves. Not many people, but many <laughs> white people. Um, <laughs> so, oh my God. there was this. I don't really know if you can call this a debate, okay? <laughs> there were a lot of people telling their truths to people that did not care, okay? And what came from it was a bunch of, I knew it, I knew y'all was nasty, you're nasty, you're dirty, you stink. That's what, that's what all came from it, all right? Over, I don't know if it was the weekend or last week, someone jumped online talking about their bathing habits, right? And it started this debate around, do you have to wash your legs? Now, I don't know about y'all, I take a shower, right, daily, Okay. Uh, if I do miss a shower, well, you know, we weren't 
we weren't feeling we weren't feeling being with people that day. Okay, so we said, <laughs> hey, we're gonna be filthy alone. We're gonna be filthy alone. Well, these people say, hey, I don't always have to. When I take a shower, sometimes I don't wash my hair. Okay, okay, that's you. Okay, babe, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't wash my hair all the time. I don't. All right, maybe once every other day or once every third day. Uh, that's what you're supposed to do. So, so, so you're good there. They say you're not supposed to do it every day. Yeah, they like, yeah. Then they <laughs> said, well, they said, well, shoot, you don't wash your hair. I don't either, but I also don't wash, I don't wash my arm. It's like, okay, but I would think you would want to wash your arm. Like, that would be bad. They like, hold, hold my beer real quick. I don't <laughs> wash my leg, and I ain't never washed my leg. Now, for you to get your ass on Al Gore's internet and admit <laughs> that you ain't never washed your leg for no reason at all. Nobody asked you for that information. Nobody was, like, pressuring you to give that information. You just offered it for no apparent reason. You're nasty and you stink. And y'all wonder, y'all wonder why we don't eat y'all food. We don't eat y'all food. We, we don't like staying over your house sometimes. I mean, I got some. I got some friends. I stay over your house. I love y'all. But for the most part, you you out here not washing your legs on purpose. So your legs just can't even put in the soap. The funny part, I was thinking about. I was in the shower the other day, and I was just don't ask. But I was uh, <laughs> not yesterday. The other day. Kinda, <laughs> the other day. I was kind of wa- watching like how the soap acts. Like the soap don't just stop. At the soap just kind of goes down your body. I'm just envisioning y'all like saying, nope, nope, stay away from that area. Like <laughs> wiping it away before it get there. That's my nice area. I can't wash that today. Like, ugh. So my but, question to y'all. <clears throat> uh-huh. I know y'all wash your ass, okay? Because I love y'all, okay? And I don't love nobody who don't wash their ass. I know that. Y'all, y'all not washing y'all legs? I just don't know how it doesn't happen. Um... Like, just like, I don't know how you don't like not do it. Like today, I was like, didn't even think about it. So I got down to like my ankle. I was like, how y'all not wash your legs? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it doesn't make, make sense. And I don't know, for me, and Nyasha can relate to this because we actually had like a talk of, over it on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. growing up in Africa, like, one, you have to like, you go to school and you go through all this dust every day. You're going through, you're playing, you're being a kid, blah, blah, blah. When you come home, the first thing your mom is telling you to do is go take a shower. Go take a bath. I guess we say bath, not even shower. Because you stink. You argue Mm -hmm. with that. Oh, you're going to take the shower. You get a whooping, and then you take this this bath. But the biggest thing for us is, like, we have to go collect this water. We have to go down this. We have to take this walk, go to the nearest place, collect water. Even if, okay, even if even if you live in what I would, what we would call here, middle class, middle class, you still had to go collect water. If you, the people who were, who didn't have to collect water were rich, like rich, rich people. Like that was the people who had, didn't have to do all that stuff, but you still have to go collect this water. Mm-hmm. And mind you, you, if you said no, you're going to get your ass whooped. And then she's going to tell you to go get the water. So you go and get the water crying, <laughs> just pumping this water crying, get back home and it still got, to, so it's a process, it's like I'm gonna bathe, I'm gonna bathe, I'm gonna bathe, I'm gonna bathe because I don't wanna deal, deal with all this stuff so like growing up, I took like two showers a day in the morning and when I got back at home when I got to the States people were like, I only take a shower once a day, so to me that was like mind blowing, like you only take one shower a day, why? 
Like, how do you how do you not take a shower in the morning before you start your day, and then you get back home? So then, I started noticing my friends that were white that just didn't shower. Mm. Like, I went to their I I yeah, went to stay the night at their mm. houses, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to take the shower, and they're like, why are you taking a shower? I was like, we just played for six hours outside, tackling each other in the leaves. You don't feel dirty? Okay, nah. that's not a problem. I'm gonna go shower, but it's just almost like I want to say a culture difference, but it, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that because like I'm, I'm sure we got white listeners who shaking their head like don't don't add me to that <laughs> because it's just like <laughs> it just doesn't to me just doesn't make sense just naturally like I would say when you're putting on lotion, but white people can get away without putting it, lotion. It was a, there was like you don't have to put lotion yeah. on like they. I can't leave my house. Even when I was younger, lift your, lift your pants up. Oh, you ashy. All right. You can't even hide that. Like, for them, they can hide it and keep walking and moving on. But, like, it's just a like a natural instinct. Like, how do you not wash your legs? Even if you think you it weren't dirty. Even if you wear pants all day. Like, there's you sweat in places you don't think you sweat. You you rub mm-hmm. things that you don't you're not paying attention where your leg like you you pay attention where you're putting your your feet but you're not paying attention what's what you're leaning on what what's absorbing mm-hmm. through your pants what like you have no idea by the end of the day like if you really think about it when we get back when we leave our houses go do whatever the hell we do whether it's work whether whatever it is and we leave our house and come back we should technically just undress at the door before we walk back into our house true. Like, think about, like, Nasha was talking about, I'm on the subway. It's dirty as hell on it. You don't know what you just, you don't know what yeah, you just sat is. in, who sat there before you, what they did in that seat before you, they sat down. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the big part. Like, you have no idea. Mm. Working Damn, in a, working in a hospital, like, you leave, like, I feel girls coming back from the hospital. Mm. I don't even go to, like, I, as soon as I get home, I take my scrubs off and go shower because I just, like, I feel nasty. Mm. Mm. Preaching. You, you, you are preaching, honestly. I think, you know, listening, like, or at least looking at the conversation um, on Twitter, and even, like, some of my white friends, some of my, it was kind of funny, because some of my white friends were like, listen, we are not, like, the people who don't shower. And it's like, chill, like, it's, it's cool, but, like, a lot of people didn't realize the importance of, like, washing your entire body. Like, there was one guy who mentioned that he got MRSA on his leg. Mm. And that's when he realized, oh, I should watch these. Like, no, 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 no. That's a public health hazard. Mm-hmm. Tell him. MP- that is an issue. Tell him, MPH. MPH, tell him. Yeah, health professional. Tell I didn't him. do this master's for nothing. Tell him. This, that's a public health issue. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I think, it, it, I don't want to necessarily think it's a cultural thing. But I think, like, for us growing up, you know, it's not necessarily, like, not every day do we not have water. But it was a common occurrence where the water wouldn't be running or the electricity or whatever. You had to share, share all that a... stuff between one, yeah, side of the city, yeah, one, time, exactly. one side of the town had water and, and electricity for on Tuesday yeah. and you get it on Monday. <laughs> yeah, like, that was something, like, I, you know, like, I, I, went, I would stay at home and then during the school terms... I would go. I was in boarding school, so even boarding schools had a procedure that okay, when the water goes, everyone has a, like a big bucket of water that they that you put your water in there that's for bathing, and then like the dining room and the kitchen would obviously provide drinking water and stuff like that. So the, the idea of not bathing 
just because unprovoked mm. you know you you're not showering or you're not using soap like one lady said i only shower once a week and i don't use water and i don't think that's a problem i was like sis that is a problem like you know like so the idea that we live in this country where we have all these things water running water electricity soap and there's really no reason for you to not be clean i think that's what made me confused the most it's not like no one yeah obviously you don't have like no one is forcing you to bath but i think it's probably the best idea to bath just because of how busy our days are and what you're doing and you may not be the most active person but if you're on the new york subway or if Mm. you're going anywhere like outside you need to wash you're gonna sweat like what conrad is saying you sweat where people where you don't know you sweat you need to be clean so yeah that was just a very strange discussion i I, so this made me think all right let me pose a question to Mm -hmm. you guys what do you think is the most missed place people like forget to wash on their body i mean Straight up, straight out of straight it. Straight up. <laughs> mm. How do you forget to watch that? So, but okay, you really like. I mean, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Well, I got another question. I would oh, say yeah. the back, mm-hmm. just because it's hard to like get. There. All right, that's yeah. that's that's top five. All right, what, what's well, like, that depends on how you stand in the shower. Because personally, I stand with my back to the water, so I just you know I do. It's easy for me to make sure I get some soap back there. And let it run off. Well, getting yeah. soap back, they don't mean you washed it. I mean, at the very least. Yeah, you need a scrub. And this is I why. Would say, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Nasha. No, you're good. I would say it's feet, as in like between mm. your toes, under your feet, because a lot of us shower. So you're standing on your feet, but you're not necessarily going to be scrubbing between your toes and all that yep, stuff. That's number five. And especially during some Number yeah, five. summertime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you Actually, got a list list. I got a list because I looked at it. I was curious. I wanted to look to see what it was. So the Gooch is not on the list. number one. The Gooch is not. And I think... I, Somebody lying. I said belly button. Oh. Not a lot of people wash their belly button. You're right. And well, I, I guess, figured this yeah. out. I was like, oh, well, I don't think... Like, when I was young, I was like, I don't think I'll wash my belly button. And this might be a little off to some people, but just try this mm-hmm. one time. Put your finger in your belly button and smell it. That's how you know your belly button dirty. I'm doing it right now. If you got a stink, like <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Nah, why? I, I feel like that <laughs> <laughs> shit smell like roses. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So number the number one was Listen. belly button, and then the second one was behind your ears. Of course, your answer would be number one. Yes, <laughs> right. behind your ears. I just happen to think of belly button, the number one answer. Thought about it right before I read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys done? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. For now. Okay. I got no one watch. I I doubt people watch behind their ears. So I think yeah, that's something. Personally, I'm more mindful of because I get eczema flares, um, out behind my ears, um, only because of the perfume I use. So sometimes it reacts to my skin, and I put it behind my ear, like I dab a little bit, and I like it sears a little bit. So that's why I'm more mindful of like cleaning behind. Wait, my did ears you say your Putting your perfume in. burns a little bit. What did you say? It's see, 
so like yeah you know like i i get like you know when you get eczema mm-hmm. or any skin irritation you're not supposed to necessarily use perfumes mm-hmm. or certain mm-hmm. things on that skin and so sometimes like i won't realize it and i'll like you know spray a little bit behind my mm. ear and then it like like it burns so because of that experience as a kid and now like i'm just very conscious about cleaning behind my ears because of that skin condition I but just... not a lot of people yeah. I just want to yes. listeners. I just want you that I hope you guys heard that. She went beyond. She's not supposed to. It hurts a little bit, but she went beyond to make sure she don't got stank on her. She put perfume on still. Even if it kind of hurts a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> she still did it. Some of y'all don't have no pain to don't. put on deodorant and y'all still don't put on deodorant. That's I'm just a saying. personal message. You're talking to somebody specific. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying there's some of y'all out there that have all the reasons to put deodorant on or something, fine. You don't shower. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You can just get a little... You can just put something on. Don't don't get no Axe Spray because that don't work. Axe Spray is trash. I, I learned this in the locker rooms when all these dudes didn't want to shower and they just kept spraying Axe, Axe before they went back into the classroom. Like, dog, you smell <sighs> like boo-boo and some fruity shit. Like, <laughs> like, right. like it don't help you. At least some deodorant. That's all. That's all we're asking. If you're not going to shower, put something on to, to help mask a little bit. Okay, question. Yeah, sorry, like, Brian. You've been trying to ask this question yeah. for a minute. My bad. Well, yeah, que- yeah sorry, my bad. I remember seeing this on um, when all this came up. People started talking about like habits that they've seen when they've lived like in college with roommates or different places. So I'm going to put this out there. Do you guys use washcloths? Yes. Oh, Jesus. That's all I've known. Well, all I've known until I got to or the U.S. Before I got to the U.S. Something or something else. your body, I should say. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, <laughs> where is this leading to? <laughs> well, because I saw when uh, all this stuff was coming up, like how many people said they don't. And I thought that was so, like, interesting because I'm like, I haven't known anything I don't know any other way to wash my body but without a washcloth or with a washcloth. Like, did you guys notice, like, in college, your roommates, did they have washcloths? I definitely peeped in my freshman year, you know, in a suite with with three of us in our suite, and yet there was only one washcloth that would ever be in the bathroom that was mine. So, yeah, I definitely picked up on that. It was crusty. (laughs) Okay, mine wasn't crusty. (laughs) Not yours, but they (laughs) they didn't even have one to get crusty. Oh, Ryan got offended there for his Hey, hold up. It's like, what's a goddamn all, minute right? now. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, mine, no. I, mine was, had a, uh, what is it, a loofah? So yeah, I knew, okay. that's why we still, that's why best friends still, like, we still good, so. If you yeah. didn't have that loofah, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a little worried. Because <laughs> there's some people, I don't get the whole, let me just use the soap, just the bar soap and lather my not even lather, just run it across my body, <laughs> right? <laughs> while the shower taking everything off, like you don't even step aside, step out of the water while you're like lathering yourself. You just put it on, let it slide down your arm, and the water finishes it off for you. I'm done. Hmm. People be acting like that shower uh, <laughs> work uh, magic or something. Like, no, it's just water coming out. <laughs> it's not making you clean or nothing. Like. <laughs> It's done its job when you turn the faucet, okay? Everything else is on you. Mm. Yeah, sure. What do you have to say? What do you think? 
Listen, I have been through some traumatic shit in my life. Mm. Michigan State was an amazing experience, but who Chile? I have mm. seen things. I I saw things. I imagined. You listen, like I feel like my first <laughs> my my first year. Shout out to Slange. Big up. Anyway, um, you know, my first year, I had great roommates, but our sweet mates weren't necessarily the cleanest. And, you know, me, you know, I was straight from Zim. I was like, oh, you know, this is the American experience. I won't ask questions. Then my Shit. sophomore year, <laughs> I, that's when I had, a, like, a big, big wake-up call. And basically, like, you know, we're, we're talking and we're talking. I don't know. It just came up. And I just noticed that I was the only one cleaning the bathroom because I had my own room oh. at the time. You know, that I mm. and, and I was just like, this is very strange. And so we were talking about, you know, the bathroom and, and I was like, oh, so what happens? And like, they just basically like, oh yeah, you know, like normally, like I usually just shower once a week. And, and I was like, and, you know, being I, an intercultural age, you have to be, you know, you have to be, oh, you know, the training kicks in. You don't want to be judgmental. But in my mind, I was like, mm. so I was like, oh, okay. So you shower only once a week. And I was like, yeah, I just like change my underwear. And then I go on. And almost immediately, I was like, okay, okay, have a good night, guys. <laughs> and I just cried. I cried because I was like, this is just such nastiness. And uh, funny enough, there were so many girls who were saying the same thing. And they're like, yeah, no, like once a week. And, you know, maybe if I'm, I'll just put some dry shampoo in my hair or like, I'll, and I was just like, wow, that's, that's how people be living. So when this, this story came out, it, it was, it brought back some traumatic memories <laughs> because I thought we were past that. But people in what? their grown ass ages are still, you're not washing your ass. Oh, unbelievable. Nothing. Look, I understand our body, the human body is a very, very amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Get it. Shoot. We get it. Like, we know that our body can shed skin when it's tired of it. It can produce oils to help our hair when it's, like, dirty after a long period of time. Um, and women, uh, they have normal flora. In it that helps them with their pH levels in their private areas after a long time and all this stuff. Like we get it, we mm-hmm. get it. However, really smart. However, it doesn't mean that the body does not need help to stop order coming off of it. That's its net. So it did its part. Like, look, I need to expel these toxins out of my body. They might not smell good, but I just, look. I took. They're out here on the surface for you now. Either you need to wipe it off, throw something on to help you feel refreshed, and that's the point of bathing. Besides cleaning, that's why you gotta wash your ass. Say it again. Not that type of episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good way to stop it right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we can go ahead and keep moving on to our next topic for the night. So. We were a little late on this one, but we took a week off and we decided we still want to talk about it. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. So as I'm sure as a lot of people have heard, or if maybe if you're not following social media, I'll go ahead and get a little background information. Aisha Curry, the wife of famous basketball player Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, was recently on Red Table Talk, the show that is hosted by Jada Pinkett Smith and 
I believe her daughter and someone else. Her mom. Three of them. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Mm-hmm. So recently they had this is a show that they have that I believe comes on Facebook and recently they had Aisha Curry come on and you know have an interview conversation with her and during that conversation she made a lot of valid points interesting conversation topics but one in particular stuck out within the social media and she caught a lot of I wouldn't even call it backlash but just more so drama and slander because of it. So for anyone who's not familiar, she made a comment just talking about the attention that Steph Curry, Steph Curry is typically getting from groupies because I mean, he's a basketball player. He's well-known. He's getting paid. So, of course, that comes with the territory. And she was talking about how she handles it. So the more interesting thing that really resonated with people was her talking when she started talking a little bit about herself and the attention that she gets. So she mentioned that the male attention directed towards her way has been zero. Her words was she has zero zero male attention and it's been that way for about a decade so she says that quote she begins to internalize it and she's like is something wrong with me you know i don't want it but it would be nice to know that someone's looking things of that nature and there are a lot of people who mm-hmm. disagree with her called her insecure called her thirsty you know gave her a lot of crap for it and there were a decent number of people who actually you know backed her up said they felt where she was coming from some said they felt those same type of feelings but there was a, basically a, a very polarizing statement. A lot of people fell on one side or the other, and there was a ton of disagreement and jokes on social media. So where do you guys fall on this spectrum? What do you guys think about what she said? Hmm. So from... I think... Unless, I don't know if Nyasha even wanted to no, wait I think, we said something, Chris, no, and then you... No, I, I was, I was going to say, let the gentleman start this um, one, because I have my... <laughs> to say. Oh snap! Mm. Uh, actually, let Bishai go first because I feel like I'm gonna kind of lead into another well, question eventually. I heard these comments and I did not understand why people were going so crazy over them. I like everybody kind of feels that like everybody wants to be desired and wants to walk out into the world and have somebody be like, damn, boy. You know, damn. Whatever. I mean, that's what I want. Damn, boy. <laughs> I, I want y'all to say it in case, you know, in case y'all listening. Damn, boy. Look at that. Jeez, boy. Um, but then I heard, I know that I know that I used to have said some stuff in the past about, you know, making sure that she's covered up and she only wants to save what she got for her husband and things of that sort. And people felt some type of way about that. And a week later, I still don't understand why people are going as crazy over what she said. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I know you can like read into it and it's a little weird, but I feel like if you just put yourself in her shoes or you put yourself in anybody's shoes, I've actually spoken to a few friends about it um, who are women who also said, like, yeah, we all want to feel that way. We all, we all want to walk out the house and at least think somebody's looking, you know, twice at us or something. And I, as a guy, I want, I want that attention, too. I want, to, I, want, I want to feel like somebody's looking at me or thinking about me in that type of way, even if I'm not thinking of them, all right? So, yeah, I, I, I just feel like people don't like Aisha Curry. And I can't understand why. I can't understand why, actually. I feel like people don't like her because of what her and Steph have created. They're kind of that perfect couple, whatever that means. And I know they're not, but that's kind of what they represent in a way. 
like on the surface, the, they look like the person on the surface. For sure, yeah, for sure. I mean, Steph is this should not have been a star basketball player, but is otherworldly good at what he does. Aisha Curry out of nowhere is an amazing chef who, for all accounts, is perfect at what she does at home. They freaking post adorable, adorable videos. They got three perfect kids that all look alike. Uh, they're bright skinned. Uh, <laughs> they like... <laughs> It's like they just—they <laughs> are just uh, annoying in a way. And like, damn, do one of y'all breath stink at least? Um, oh just like gosh. as much as we love not celebrating black love, and we enjoy the fact that we are excellent in so many things. I feel like a lot of people don't. Uh, I just feel like a lot of people don't really. I don't want to say respect because I think a lot of people respect Steph Curry and I think a lot of women and people respect Aisha Curry. I just feel like a lot of people are annoyed at what they are. Um, And that's just my opinion. That's just kind of what I see. Every time something blows up about Aisha Curry saying something or Steph doing something, whether it be him last year, you know, creating a line for uh, with his uh, clothing line for girls because the girl wrote him a letter People said, oh, you're just trying to make money off of this. It's like, no, he got two fucking daughters. Like, he's doing the right thing. It's like they can't win for losing. And I think they've mastered how to, like, kind of get past all that stuff. They don't respond to everything. I actually wish she would not have responded to this, um, but she did. But, hey, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you, Brian, so I won't, you know, just echo everything that you just said, but I will say that personally, I am always on the side of these jokes, so even though I may (laughs) see where Aisha is coming from, and I fully understand her viewpoint, when the slander started rolling in, I was retweeting, I was favoring, I was laughing, and that's just just how it goes when it's easy on the streets. Jokes are are better than truth. Hey. It's always funny on Twitter, man, no matter what the case is. Yeah. Um, so, for me, um, I really think that this, Brian keeps saying, like, I don't understand why it became as big as it would have been. Because I think you hit some great points about um, people just not, people being annoyed or, in other words, jealous of what they have. Um, and we see that a lot. Um, but I think for me, it's one that people put this, people just find a reason for a married woman to like put some negative attention on a married woman when they say stuff like that. Um, so I feel like Mm -hmm. because she is married and she has these kids and she has this husband that's doing, you know, well in the league and is a superstar, people just went straight to it. Like you're, well, you're married and you have kids and your husband is a superstar and a, a you know a millionaire. Why are you complaining? Why why are you being a normal person? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's one one of the things I thought of it, is like this one I don't to be honest, someone who's not as famous, who doesn't have a famous husband, or even is just single would have went on red t- red talk and said something like that. I don't think we would have really blown it up that much. But I feel like it's because of the pedestal people put the curries on and yeah. what they, you know, look on social media. We don't know what their lives are behind those closed doors, but just the picture they have, 
it just gave them a re- people for them to make a big deal out of it. Which led me to this question, to this discussion with a lot of my uh, coworkers who are women, um, black women, and they we were talking about this. And for one of the situation was like one of one of the ladies was like, "Look, I'll be honest. If I step out the house, I'm looking some type of way to make myself look good. Now, if some guy." walks by me and says you look good or and not in a creepy way or whatever just you know hey you look good and keep walking it makes me feel some type of way i'm feel confident i feel better about myself and that's just something mm-hmm. i desire so then the question was around the table was like you know we talk about self-worth self-love self you know being confident in who you are as a person a lot of times right and I pose the question, so why do you feel, why do you use the word desire? Do you feel like women truly desire attention of men? Or is it just a, a thing like where it's just like, you know what, that guy just said, hey, you look good and keep it passing. So is the word desire taken out of context when a woman uses it? And then obviously when a man looks at it, it's taken out of context because they're like, you're married. Why should you look this for, you know, desire from other men? And a lot of people who are saying that stuff mm. as well don't know what's going on. Maybe Steph ain't giving him giving her the attention he needs to give her. You know, oh. no one is no one is thinking no one is thinking about that either. No one's thinking about Mr. Curry. Yeah, I did see a lot of people just giving him the benefit of a doubt. Yeah, oh, the, you got a perfect husband. You got a you got this guy who's he's godly. Yes, he's godly, but godly people make mistakes. Godly people aren't perfect. Just because you're godly doesn't mean you <laughs> doesn't mean that you tell your wife she's beautiful all, all the time. I mean, even us regular people in relationships forget to say that to our significant others, right? Mm. I I thought she was really, really mm. careful with her words too. Like, I think she said it the way she, or that's how I I when I watched it, that's how I received it. She said it how she said it because she wanted. She didn't put any of the blame or any of the spotlight on Steph to say he is or is not doing this. I felt like she specifically said like other like other people are not giving me this or not looking at me the same way that they give him the heat you know like everybody goes to him the groupies and whoever else go straight to him and give him all that you know adoration but when it comes to me it's like oh that's steps girl we don't look at her don't look at her too long (laughs) so that's like and now you can this is i feel like where you will be very helpful in carrying this dialogue is just that that question i have is as a woman do you desire I don't like even using the word desire because I feel like it's something that is like mm-hmm. used wrongfully in this situation um, I have another mm-hmm. like kind of thought process on it but I kind of want to see, see where you um, lead us into this part so I have multiple feelings on this whole situation um, granted okay we're talking about women who date men so there's that aspect. So we're strictly talking about like hetero relationships, right? Mm. I think with Aisha, it wasn't necessarily that what she expressed wasn't anything wrong. I think we all, as people, we like we like to know we still got the juice. We still can pull eyes, but not necessarily want them. Like you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, you you. She probably does love Stefan. If you're in a relationship, you definitely love that person too. But it's nice to know that you still can, you still got that juice. 
I think the issue with Aisha was that in the past, she has said some things or made some remarks for women in terms of like, in terms of how to dress and stuff. And it hasn't necessarily been out of, like it hasn't been received well. It seems very judgmental. That's, I, that's where I think there was that um, issue. And mm-hmm. also for a long time, I know like all my other guy friends, Aisha was top tier. She was wifey. She like every, everyone like, you know, don't, don't be a thought, be an Aisha Curry. So like, I feel like all these dynamics around the person or the personality or the idea that is Aisha kind of fell apart for a lot of people when she said those things, but she's just human. We all feel the same way. We all have like insecurities. Maybe we don't have the red table talk to express our insecurities, but I don't think what she said was like so groundbreaking. I think it's just that this was Aisha Kari who has been known for saying all these other things. And also the jokes just kept on flowing. I won't lie, I was a cracking <laughs> at these jokes but at the same time I also know that like she didn't say anything that was like it, like revolutionary mm-hmm. or yeah. something different I'm, I'm glad and, you, I, and I feel yeah go I ahead was gonna say, I'm glad you said that because I honestly thought that what she was saying was like a generally publicly accepted feeling that women have yeah, too. like I thought that we all understood yeah. that as, as women get older and start having children that they may become more more matriarch and they stop being if you didn't know way of mm-hmm. a sexual figure and that's something that a lot of women struggle with like I thought that was just something that everyone knew and accepted yeah and I don't I, I, I don't yeah I think with thing. women it's like yeah I don't think it's a women thing I think either. it is a women I think thing. definitely women get I think women get a lot more pressure because of societal standards of what women should exactly. be. A yes. lot of men who are old, man, I'm, I'm not cutting up like I used to. Uh, you know, the old guy at the, at the club who's not getting all the honeys like he used to. Like, I don't think this is, um, is unique to women, See? but I feel like it's, it's something that we have to worry about more because the society we live in like literally tells us every day that women have to be a certain way mm-hmm. or women have to do this. A lot, there's a lot more pressure for women to fit into a certain mold. And when you break that mold, you're either called a thought, you're either called, oh, you're too, you're too much of a church woman, or you're like, you can never really please anyone as a woman. But with guys, I feel like you, it's a lot more likely for you to get away with something. Like, yeah, these men still have a lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. But I feel like if, if a guy says, fuck this, it's fuck this. If a girl says, fuck this, oh, she's difficult. She's a bitch. She's bossy. Oh, she's not secure. She's, you know, it's a lot more stuff that we have to deal with. So just by her saying that, I knew from the jump that something was going to happen. And it did. Mm. I disagree. I really do. And I, why, I, why is that? I feel like I... I don't disagree with the fact that obviously women have like a lot more societal pressures to live up to, but for these comments Mm -hmm. specifically, I feel like as a man, I felt that I've gone out to, it could be all guys, right? It could, I could be out with all my Mm -hmm. boys and we all go out for the night. If two of them, if it's four of us and two of the guys are getting all the ladies attention, and I'm not getting anything, I feel some type of way. What am I not doing? What am I not this enough? Or did I not dress nice enough? 
do I even want to hang with these guys again? <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Ron and Conrad. I, I asked that before. Uh, but, um, like, when she said that, I was like, well, fuck yeah. I'm like, well, shit. I dressed up to come here. I paid my cover. I did all this stuff. You got the nerve to talk to this scrub? Yeah, that might be my best friend, but I don't care. I don't care. Talk to me. Pass over me. <laughs> like, See, I, and I, I feel like that's just how I accept it. And I know you can take it deeper. You definitely can. And there's, there's, um, I feel like that's a that's a robust conversation that we can have. But I feel like just the comments that she made, I was like, well, sh- fuck yeah. I want but, you to look at me too. I think that you have to take it deeper, though, because what she was saying isn't necessarily a one instance or something that exists in a vacuum. She's talking yeah. over a decade of experience. And I think that's something that is definitely unique to women because men, our shelf life is a lot longer and it actually extends as we get older because we're looked at our a lot of a man's value comes from their ability to provide. And that's usually financially. And typically, if, if you're living a typical life, your financial power gets stronger as you get older. So men are going to continue to be more and more desirable as we get older up until a certain point. Whereas a woman, where in our society, her value is typically based off her beauty, that's going to fade and there's nothing you can do about it, really. Like, the plastic surgery is only going to help so much or anything like that. So I think it's something that's way more common for them and it's a much more extended experience. And I feel like even for that case, yeah. it's like, if, Brian, you feel that type of way and you say those feelings, no one's going to question. No one's going to be like, well, you just want you. Why, why would you want all the attention? Why are you doing this? But if a woman would be like, well, I, I dress up like this and did this X, Y, and Z. I put this makeup. Well, you wear too much makeup. Maybe you should try to take that makeup off and someone will talk to you. Or mm, I smile. I or, you know, like when we say it as men, no one's batting an eye. No one's like questioning us about our feelings. But when a woman says that, especially in her position, it, I think it was more of like, mm-hmm. because of her position, like they just questioned it. Like, why aren't you happy? You have everything in your life. You have a married man, you have all, money, you have beautiful kids. You have, be- you have a great job, but you know, no yeah. one's asking, I, no, one's yeah, questioning, like, no one's questioning us, but they're going to question a woman because we have, we put the standards of a woman is supposed to look like this, do this, act like this. And now when she's like, you know, I did that and I'm not getting the attention. Now we're questioning her. It's like, why are you complaining? I'm looking pretty, mm-hmm. you know? I'm looking like, like this. I, yeah, I gained some weight from having kids or blah, blah, blah. And I don't feel confident. So I'm trying to look better. I'm trying to look good. But, you know, no one's looking at me. So why is that? Yeah. And I think a lot of it is also, oh, well, if it was me, like, then I would have done this. Or what? It's like no one is, is, is invalidating other people's experience. Like, just like I was saying, like, yeah, guys, I can completely understand how guys feel, like, when they are in the club and no one wants to talk to them. Like, cause it's happened. It's stuff that we can relate to. I think it's kind of just like her saying that everyone just made this assumption that, okay, well you shouldn't feel that way because you're rich and famous or you shouldn't feel like you're, it's like devoid of humanity, mm-hmm. which is like, which doesn't make sense because you all are going to have those mm-hmm. feelings and we all are going to have those insecurities like money can buy so much and trust me if i had that kind of money i would be much happier than i am now but at the same time it's not going to fix everything so i think it was just like i feel like yeah the jokes are funny and all that stuff but i feel like some people took it too far and she she wasn't necessarily saying like oh you know like I'm nothing without your 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 attention she's just stating the truth right and yeah, and I feel like a lot of people bashed her 
granted, I think the the criticism where she did deserve that criticism is for her mm. past comments. There, I'll be like, no, yeah, you, you, uh, as long as you apologize or you did something, like, yeah, you deserve that. But like this, she's just stating the thing, and like even her past comments, like she can learn from them too. It's mm-hmm. not like she's gonna stay like that either. I think it's just that a lot of people have this visceral, um reaction to her and Steph Curry because like what you said they just you know they look like the perfect couple and I think by now we should all know there's no such thing Mm. so yeah so I got a question for y'all so does her recent comments about the male attention contradict her past comments about the way she dresses and how she's only trying to impress one guy are those like do you think both those things can exist at the same time or do you think those are completely contradictory feeling because to me i feel like those can both exist yeah i think they can i think she's like i don't think there's she's not like she can dress as modestly as she wants to and still want some attention you can still look good wearing nice clothes at the same time you know the guys are the people on the internet you're like well yeah you know she dressed a little bit like megan glenn who i love 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 (laughs) <laughs> that's not her that's not that's not Aisha's ministry so <laughs> she doesn't have to dress <laughs> it's, it's, sorry but like she doesn't have to necessarily dress like someone else to get the uh-huh. attention she's just wanting to be noticed and it's not necessarily like I feel like a lot of people make it seem like if you wear this it's not for the male gaze all the time like listen like yeah she wants that attention but she shouldn't change herself to do that you get what I'm saying like I don't know. I feel like I went around circles, but yeah. Hey, now, fellas, don't use this as a reason to just be going out there and trying to highlight, all, tell all these girls, hey, beautiful, hey, look. Mm-mm. Man. No. Read your cues, okay? If a girl want to talk to, wants her your attention, you will know. Don't be just going up to them, well, Aisha said she want attention. You look like Aisha. You want some attention, girl? No. Don't work that way. Oh, Chile. That was an interesting topic I thought a lot of people had, and it sprung i i think it sprung good dialogue because a lot of people don't think about that stuff and they just think one way and also like for instance brian brought a good like he thinks it's the same like for him he felt the same way just before her talking like it affects impacts him as a male in some way and not a lot of people think about that either because they're just thinking of it as well she's a woman and she wants attention but men do feel those mm-hmm. same feelings they might be also you know suppressed a little bit because you know we men aren't really looked that way in that terms like ron was saying we're not we're not in a marriage or anything partnership we're not expected to look this sort of way because we we're supposed to be bringing the money in and that's what's you know attractive to us um so it was it was interesting i think listeners if i know it's old i know it's happened and i know people once things are gone on social media, it's like never happened. But if you do have some input on our t- specific conversation, not necessarily on whole, the whole, like her, just on what we were just talking about, our DMs, you know, so we can so we can oh, have nice. this uh, discussion. Word. <clears throat> All right. So, anything I want to drop on that before we take a quick break and pay some bills? Boop all right, y'all. So we'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and pay some bills and we'll holler at y'all for one more topic. 
All right, welcome back, everyone. We hope you all enjoying the episode. We're going to go ahead and jump right back into it and finish this one up. So I'm going to pass this one off to my man, Conrad, to introduce this topic. What you got for us? All right, y'all. Hope you all really taking that seat. Y'all got your water, your wine, your cider, your beer, your vodka, whatever it is. Um, we're going to get a little serious with you guys, or a little serious with y'all. Um, on something that is very important that we should be having this this discussion um, on. So if you have been paying attention for the past several months, I feel like anyways, but if you haven't missed those couple months, but lately in the news, social media, uh, the topic of abortion is on fire right now. Um, it is brought back in. It's been talked about. There's lots of, you know, heated discussions and people saying this and that and already just the topic itself is very heavy but it these at this time right now it is becoming very toxic to the people around it to the environment um and to the people who are setting these regulations on it so nyasha is going to help us fellas understand this whole process um, like we said earlier, she's a pu- public health worker, so she is in tune with every all of this, not just personally, but it's part of her career to kind of pay attention to these things. So she's going to help us digest and make sure we understand every aspect of it because it's important for us and not only just as citizens of the world, but as men, because we think we know shit, but we don't know shit. <laughs> Just simple as that, especially once once it comes to a woman's body and what they can and cannot do. We feel like we can say what they can do. We already talked about how society holds women to a standard of what they look like and what they should be doing and how they should be doing it. And it carries on to this exact topic. Once again, look who's making these decisions and look who's telling what they can and cannot do, a man. When we, what they go through on a day-to-day basis, anatomically, mentally, all those things. So we're going to have Nyasha kind of lead us in, give us a little summary of what's happening, where, where every, why this is all of a sudden even bigger than what it usually is. Um, so yeah, Nyasha, help us out. Lead us into this. Okay, so I'm going to try and do my best. But again, thank you guys for having me on the show, um, especially to talk about this because I feel like, you know, um, as a woman myself, I feel like um, some of these discussions are like in an echo chamber. We're kind of discussing these with ourselves, and I feel like trying to express this to, to like to other guys, especially like you know, people who don't are not necessarily affected by personality. I think it's harder to explain. So I really do want to thank you guys for letting me um, explain that. So the reason why the, there's a lot of hullabaloo and, and a, a lot more conversation on this topic um, is because um, Georgia and Alabama have been trying to pass these um, very comprehensive abortion ban laws, if you will. Um, And they're probably the most comprehensive that they've ever been in the entire United States. Um, These basically, these like laws basically, um, how can I put it? Uh, They basically refuse 
abortions on any grounds the way they are written and if you if you're someone who's a lawyer or someone who knows how to read bills it might make a lot of sense to you but in layperson's terms this bill especially the one in georgia because i think it actually was passed into the legislature basically allows for um the pregnancies to be determined the, immediately when a heartbeat is found and that could be as early as six weeks before the statute was that after, um, you know, you couldn't perform an abortion after 20 weeks of a pregnancy. And now it's um, after six weeks. And the reason why that's so crucial is because for a lot of women, six weeks is literally missing your period. Mm. You don't even know you're pregnant. And the doctor hears a heartbeat. It's like, oh, well, fam you're pregnant and I cannot perform an abortion. That's like a cycle and two weeks. You, a lot of women, like I, like I will speak for myself, my cycle is not regular. So that could be me. That could be me thinking like, oh, life is grand. And I go in for my check-in and then not only do I find out that I am one pregnant, that I can't do anything about it. And so I'm basically trapped in like keeping this baby. Well, whatever you want to say. And this is not, like, there are different stipulations, like, in other states where, like, you know, they'll grant you abortions if you have, like, a child that was conceived or a, or a fetus that was conceived um, through rape or incest. But this law basically also says those are not included as excuses. So if you are pregnant because of a rape or if you're pregnant because of incest, you're also going to be held liable if that kid or that fetus, I'll use the terminology, the correct terminology, if that fetus is there. Viable, right? Viable, is that, if that fetus is viable. Um, there are a lot of reasons, too, why people end up having abortions. It's not necessarily that... One, I want to state this. No one who chooses to have an abortion wants to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that people need to understand it is a difficult position there's so many women who who don't want to go through it but because of multiple circumstances they have to they could have issues like you know having a kid is a big responsibility so that if you're gonna bring a child into this world you're gonna be able to take care of them it's not just, oh, you didn't use any protection. People who use protection can also get pregnant. A condom hey, look, is 85%. Man, 90, yeah, 85%. Effective. <laughs> 85, 85% effective. It only um, becomes 90 when you use birth re- control. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Did I say condoms are 85% effective? They're it only 85% is 85% effective. It is only in the 90s if you are using a condom and your partner is on birth control where it is as far as preventative exactly. for a stopping of being pregnant. That's when it beces 90, 95% uh, successful. Yeah. And, and so this is if your partner. <laughs> no, the thing 99%? is, it's like, no, because condoms <laughs> break, they expire. Things happen. A lot of things. Some people use a condom and don't use a condom. And even like bringing it to the improperly 19th, using it, improperly using it, using oil-based lubes. I could go Ooh. on about this, like sex ed and everything. Like all these things 
can actually affect it. And even if your partner is on birth control, you need to ask what kind of birth control are they on. Mm. If they're using the pill, that's not necessarily affecting you. That's even worse. If they skip it, yeah. If you if they skip a day or they don't realize they're taking it, there's a risk for that. Are they Ah. using um, other things like the uh, the only the hundred percent effective. It's not even 100%. It's 99.09. The most effective birth control is an IUD. Uh, Between a couple one or a... a, a, That is the only one. And that is a a choice that your partner should make free willingly. She shouldn't have to get it. Yeah. The the most effective form of birth control is abstinence, right? That's what my church. No, it is not. not. By now, you should know all of us were taught abstinence. We figured it out anyway, so that's not. But let me bring it back to to the bill. We'll have this conversation after this. But like, yeah, the reason why this bill is so important is really um, it's it's got a lot of backlash on both party lines by a lot of people because it basically says up. Pretty much any type of abortion is not the best abortion. If you have a miscarriage or whatever, they can investigate if it was truly a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. So imagine you've gone through the trauma of losing a child, a spontaneous abortion, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's what a miscarriage is called. And then they say, okay, well, we want to investigate to make sure that you didn't have an abortion. You didn't go and seek it out. That's crazy. And that's crazy you can be held like liable for that your physician who does um perform it if like for instance let's say you have to have like the uh um an abortion for medical reasons or something like that like uh, like all these other reasons and they feel like it's not enough or it, um the reasoning was not valid they could be sentenced to they could be sent to jail or they could be prosecuted so it's and Yasha, it's very Yasha. And yeah. this to emphasize, yeah. this is a miscarriage is, is a natural thing happening in your body. Like you don't, a woman has no, yeah. they're not adding things. They're not, it just something like your body just rejected. That's it. Yeah. That, that's that is, why, that is, that's, yeah. That is what's happening. That's, that's why it's make. called, yeah. That's why it's called the spontaneous. Like you do not, no one can determine why it happens in the sense like, like maybe medical history, but even then, you can't even make that decision because you could have the perfect pregnancy. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you eat all your vegetables, you do all this, you do all that, and you can still have a miscarriage. And miscarriages are so common amongst women. This, it's, not, it's not something that doesn't happen. There are plenty of women who have one or two miscarriages before they actually have their first kid. And it's not really discussed by people. So imagine you having a miscarriage is not being considered as a dubious thing when it's literally something that happens naturally. So uh, one of the other important things about these laws is that it basically overturns Roe versus Wade. And Roe versus Wade was a very, like, famous case, which was won in the Supreme Court and basically said that a woman has the right to choose what she does with her body. So the fact that, you know, women having the choice to go and get an abortion and go and get those services and get them in reputable institutions so that they actually are recovering and they're being taken care of and it's being done the proper way 
you know, that basically jeopardizes that for a lot of women, a lot of physicians, a lot of people who are literally trying to do um, healthcare work the correct way, the right way, the safest way. So, yeah. So in Georgia, it seems like it's so much it has passed in some certain way but there are a lot of court cases that are happening they have like about six months or so until it's going to be heard again alabama this law was um tabled they tried to sweep it in kind of like like scam its way into the discussion there's a video if you haven't seen it there's a video of like literally like all these like Mm -hmm councilman like shouting like what are you doing so that's why it got caught and was tabled so it's still in the talks but they're trying to find a way to um put it back but yeah it's 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 very complicated it's very difficult i know there are a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in abortion or or they don't believe in pro-choice but the thing is it's a woman's right to choose and it's not as simple as oh well you know, you just want to kill a baby. No woman wants to have an abortion. Exactly. I'm saying that now. No woman wakes up in the morning say, one day I will have an abortion and I'm looking forward to it. It is a difficult thing. It's a painful thing. It's something that a lot of struggle to do, even when it's being recommended by physicians to do it. It's not something that we that as women we feel like we would ever want to do in our entire life but it's something that should be available to women should be available in the safest conditions with trained like you know like physicians great facilities so that we don't have people dying on the table getting these procedures and we also don't have people getting it in unsafe Mm. places that can cause problems. That's also a public health issue. So it's not just about pro, like choosing to keep a baby or not. There are all these other things that are working in the background too. I think you said something important, like having that that choice, that option. Look, when you when you are a patient mm-hmm. in a hospital, your doctor gives you X, Y, and Z of things that could happen to you. Like you this is what's gonna this is what we can do this is what we can't do we can do this but it's high risk but it's your choice to do that right why is it mm-hmm. and that's the question i was thinking about like what's wrong with having that option there like we have all patients who come in with cancer all this drugs fail on them the cancer is still there mm-hmm. all these fda approved drugs fail all these everything that they've tried fails but the doctor says look this is not approved in the U.S., right? It's from another country. They're doing it. There it looks like things are working well for there. I'm giving you this option, but we're not liable for this. But this is an option for you. You could die. You could something bad could happen to you. But this is the only other option we have for you that could work, right? Mm-hmm. You're not batting an eye there, but you're given an option. So the the patient can say, "I'll take it and take my chances," or I'll just fight this and if I die I die right and no one's thinking I feel like a lot of people aren't thinking about it as a medical also as a medical issue (laughs) like no one is no one not a lot of people are thinking about it on a medical issue and granted look Mm. it's okay this is why it's okay not to agree with abortion like it's okay I feel like it's okay but the issue is not understanding why you're not agreeing with abortion 
like not understanding yeah, why and I think what these like because for me like of course like growing up in like a christian household and you know knowing all these things and you're told like you can't kill you can't murder you can't do this and having just this religious aspect of it you know people are going to have those judgmental views on that person however when they're put in that situation what are you going to do if you're that person Mm -hmm. right and that's all always i think about men we have a a stigma of saying well some of us be like i don't agree in abortion but what are we what are we doing what are we doing besides 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 helping produce this kid or this fetus what else are we doing once that happens we have zero percent of anything to do with it after that our one percent that worked is that's it now this woman it's all on her (laughs) like we we can well they do they can walk away and be done with you you walk they walk away the man can walk away and live his life and not have to worry about a thing you know so that's where it's like you can if you don't agree with abortion but understand the circumstances that could happen to why it needed there's nothing wrong with that but the issue is people don't understand that part like i think that's the thing it's like i think like you i was also raised in a very christian um household i definitely like my dad is a doctor so but he definitely like he wasn't as religious as most people but he definitely understood the importance of teaching us like okay in medicine in healthcare you need to have a choice. And I think it's important that people understand that you don't necessarily have to agree like what you're saying. You don't necessarily want want to have an abortion yourself. Or, but it should, you shouldn't take away that choice from someone else. And think about it, like I, we were talking earlier, just thinking about, like, for instance, if someone said, okay, all men have to be sterilized, you get to have your tubes cut, and if you want to have a kid, you have to file in paperwork saying, oh, I want to have a kid for X, Y, Z. And once you do that, we'll give you the procedure to untie your tubes. Do you think that would pass? Hell no. Mm-mm. Not even. It would have been, it would probably been laughed at. They would thought it was April Fool's. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the procedure is very reversible. Yep. It's a little expensive, but it's very reversible. Look, a little expensive. They'll make a have way it- for Medicaid to, like, insurance or it whatever to pay for it. Carrying a kid to term when especially you didn't even know the kid existed in the first place or or like you didn't even know you were pregnant. Six weeks is a short time. A very short time. To hear a heartbeat and then to be told, oh well I have news for you. Um, yeah, you're pregnant and you can't do anything about it. It's not it's not about your choice. It's about a woman's choice to choose. And it's her body. She's going to be carrying this kid if she doesn't have the abortion or whatever. Or the, the fetus and all that jazz. And it's like, I just, I think it's really important to, to talk about who are, make, who are the people making the laws. There are a lot of older white men who are making these laws who have not really consulted with a lot of physicians and who have not really listened to a lot of women who have been in these positions. So you are making a bill with zero knowledge of what it actually is like to be a woman who has to make this difficult decision. And you're telling them that we are absolutely banning any form of abortion. You're not only risking the lives of women who may actually 
need who are being told to have it for medical reasons, but you're also risk, risking the lives of women who choose to to not have to, to carry on that big decision for themselves. Imagine being on your own, low income, no other person supporting you. You have to carry this pregnancy to term, and you know you cannot support this this child once it is born. That's a big discussion that people don't have. I think there's a lot of um, misinformation that comes out when this abortion bill is discussed. No one is killing babies. Like, no one is taking a kid that's born at 40 weeks and like, okay, we're offering the kid. That is not how that works. Um, there's a lot of misinformation on that. There's a lot of um, nuance that people are not really considering. And there are a lot of other things like, the people who are most affected by this are people who do not have a lot of access mm-hmm. to care. Mm-hmm. Um, so even things like getting, like, you know, getting contraception, like even states like in Georgia, Texas, all that stuff, they have very stringent abortion laws, but they also have very poor reproductive health rights mm-hmm. and education. So even if someone wanted to get, let's say, contraception, Though, depending on where they are, they will be. Sometimes they could be deterred from even getting contraception because it's against religious. The beliefs. irony in that is ridiculous so, to me. Like you don't want yeah, people to so get abortion, like, but you won't give them the things necessary for them to not have contraception, kids, like a baby. Like this doesn't make any yeah, sense. Like the, it doesn't make any sense. The fact that a lot of teen pregnancies are a lot higher in states where there is not enough comprehensive sexual education sex ed and sexual re- and reproductive education. So you're telling kids that they, sh- they should abstain and not have things, but they're going to figure it out on their own. You're not giving them access to contraception. And then let's say in states, in, there's been some cases where in states where abortions are, are, are legal, but when you go to an abortion clinic, they basically are telling you, oh, these are the reasons why you shouldn't do it. So you're already, it's already, you've made the decision, the tough, the most difficult decision to actually get an abortion. And then you go to a clinic that is not necessarily an abortion clinic. And they're basically telling you like, oh, we're actually not doing abortions. We want to stop you from getting one. That's very traumatic. So it's like something has to give here. We need to do a lot more things in the system. We need to have comprehensive health care comprehensive health rights and sexual reproductive rights education, we need to have access to contraception so that if people don't want to have kids, they can have the opportunity to prevent that. And if the case where maybe the contraception did not work, they should also have the right to make that choice. So there are all these different factors that are playing around and people are just like, making these laws without even dealing with this issue so yeah mm. it's a lot it's it's a lot brian ron you guys got anything <laughs> questions so what do you guys think that so i feel like now say what you just said about everything that we need like i feel like everyone on this call and a lot of people listening to us are in extreme agreement with you but personally mm-hmm. i just feel like there's nothing that i can do to get us to that point like especially living in texas it feels like Sure, I can try to put my vote in for the right politician who I think will get us there, but mm-hmm. 
and that's what I do, but it also kind of feels like my vote is not really going to count in this state. I, I know that I'm outnumbered by the Reds, and the Red guy is likely going to win. So what do you, is there anything outside of that you guys feel like we should or could be doing to get us there? I think, yeah, I think don't I, – I, I understand why, how people feel like this apathy of voting and everything, but I, I want you to, to realize, like, you putting in your vote and you talking to other mm-hmm. people – calling your senators or your congress people is important and the more people you say you you share with that i think that's very important too you're you're providing information to other people you're telling them why this is not right and talking to other people about it too obviously there are a lot of people who don't necessarily support that and i understand mm. um but it's you can't not do something you need to be able to talk. You need to be able to, to share. And also, the one thing I really think for all, a lot of men to do is to listen to women. Mm. Listen to women around you. Listen to what they have to go through to get their contraception, to get their care, to get all these things, to make those decisions. There are not a lot of women, not a lot of women who have been asked, what do you want? We are often told, this is how it's going to go. And especially with something that pertains to our body, it's important that there are people who are listening. So listen to the women around you. Ask what they want. Go and like Planned Parenthood has amazing resources, not only just for women, but for men who want to support other women or other non-binary people or anyone who is going through stuff, especially with these laws, who is being affected. So I think it's important that we continue mobilizing ourselves talking to those in power, talking to other people, educating ourselves and also educating other people enough so that they have a better understanding of what is going on. Because a lot of people, they genuinely do not know that these laws are happening or that this is legal or this is not legal. They're just being told, oh, okay, well, here's the law. And a lot of these things pass because there's no opposition. There's not enough voices. It's very interesting you say that because the that podcast you shared us to to listen to, I listened to it, and they did this thing where mm. um, the podcast is called "Today Explained." If I'm is that correct? Yeah, it's amazing. and they are pretty. They have a lot of episodes I saw that are very uh, intellectual, and like you can be educated by listening to this podcast. But the lady was talking about how they went to Virginia. And they got gathered a group of men and they handed them the abortion um, laws in the state of Virginia, right? And they asked them, mm-hmm. "What? how do you feel about these? Right? A few guys were like, yeah, this is this is, seems, seems right. I think we should blah, blah, blah. Go, go. I'm glad they have this. But a majority of the guys, one, didn't know. Two, didn't even give a damn. They were just like, why are my legislators or, um, you know, government is spending the money to even put these laws into effect? Like, this is something that should not be um, spent so much time on and made such a big deal. And that's just right there. It's like, people don't know. They don't care. And that's a problem. Whether mm-hmm. or not, yes, to me, I'm like, this is probably something that shouldn't be, should have never been even a topic of a discussion because we shouldn't be telling, we shouldn't be telling a woman what they should do with their body period. Like, so, so first of all, I should have never ever even been involved to this man. 
but people don't know. And like Ron was asking about like what we can do and let's just put it like you're never going to change someone's mind, especially if they mm-hmm. are very strung up on what they believe, right? And of course, not mm-hmm. everyone is like that. Not all conservatives have this mindset. However, in this situation, you don't necessarily have to attack abortion right in to what the point of it is. We discussed about stuff that abortion affects that people use on everyday life. Contraceptions, condoms, um, low socioeconomic status, health care, being able to access all these things. Those things affect abortion, whether it's going to happen or not. And a lot of people are not. All they're looking at is the, the cherry at the top. That's just all they're looking at is abortion, 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 kill, kill, kill. They're not looking at all the other factors that affect abortion, whether it's going to happen or not. Statistically, mm-hmm. rates of abortion have technically decreased in years, in, in, in the number of years, because of the places that do have these things to help people learn about sexual reproductive, like reproductive uh, system and health care and sexual education. It's helped. So why aren't we looking at those things? Why aren't we talking about those things that are helping? You know, the only way we get to this part mm-hmm. is because people don't know anything. People haven't educated. People don't have resources. So that's another way of talking. If you're in a situation where you have that discussion, and it's hard. I mean, it's a very, it's a very touchy subject. Two things we don't ever, people say never talk about is po- politics, religion, and, and, and add abortion in there, Right. And it's mm-hmm. weird because politics and religion are two things that shape our nation. And we can't even talk about it because people don't know how to have discussions without having to be so making the other person a villain for believing what they believe or don't believe, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, it's hard to have those discussions or talk about sensitive topics if people aren't, com- if people aren't educated, one, people aren't confident, and people aren't open. So we got to be open to the fact, like, no one is saying that you're believing, you know, abortion is wrong. But like Nyasha said, no one is going into it wanting. Right. <laughs> no yeah. one is yeah. going into it. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill this baby today. No one is going into it <laughs> like that. Like you know, it's not something. No one. Is... And the irony about this to me also is the fact that we're so caught up in this abortion thing, but when it comes to innocent young lives in Syria and the Middle East, we. We want to press the bomb, bomb the bo- the bomb button. We don't mm-hmm. we don't give those kids a chance to live, right? And they're already there. They don't have their circumstances are not even given. They're not even in a, a chance to even be what they want to be, and they're already here, right? But no one's bad. We're not batting an eye about that, right? But we want to make laws against the women here to that they can't do they can't do anything with their body because we said so, and it's wrong that you're not giving this kid a chance to live. Right, so it's in yeah. situ- situations like that. I'm like, you can't pick and choose. Well, they are, but we can't. We shouldn't be able to just pick and choose what we can and cannot do, and tell women what they can and cannot do with their bodies when we don't understand it. I see. I mean, it was there were a lot of satire on Twitter, like saying, "Imagine another example. Imagine if men were told they cannot ejaculate at all because all the sperm you just ejaculated was a was a chance for masturbation, was a chance for these kids to be something." Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Preach, right? Mm. So that's that's just that's just, and if we if we were if anyone was to make a law like that, or even try to to like make that a thing, it would have been shut down at the minute it dropped on the table. Literally, and that's, that's how stupid we sound when we're like 
this is what's happening. Like, it's just tough, but we have to have this conversation, no matter what it is. And people are like, we've been talking about this for years, and look where we are still. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people have basically compared this to The Handmaid's Tale, pretty much. Um, I don't know if you guys watched look, that show. I feel it like if an- it don't change, it's going to be like, look, Mm-hmm. I'm about to go to Canada, but anyway, go ahead. I mean, Canada has its own problems right now, too, hey. but you know, you didn't hear that from me. Um, but <laughs> but I think I think that's very important. I feel like a, a lot of these laws that you know people don't take it consideration that take it into consideration that a lot of these laws are like they impact a lot of other things and. You know, it's not just about, oh, you know, you know, it's a baby. You can't, it's not that because if, if that was, if it was so simple, if it was that simple, this stuff would be easily resolved. And I think one of the things I feel like as well, like, apart from just like, oh, you know, the, the argument of like, well, you know, abortion, you know, you're killing a baby. What has the U.S. system done to take care of all the other Ooh. kids in custody and mm. foster care mm. who have been abandoned, who who, are, who have been left behind, or even kids of like illegal migrants? The fact that they've put them in all these horrible um, concentration camps, pretty much, and kids have died, oh, and so you, you want to tell me that you you ask your real yeah, questions? It's like, Is that what you're doing? I'm asking the real questions. Oh, no, you see what here. I'm saying? We don't do that. <laughs> you you about to do that today. But you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like, you know, how, like, this agenda of being pro-life needs to mean more than just being anti-abortion. Because if you're pro-life, you need to be taking care about caring about the other kids. You need to be thinking about, okay, the people who have who come from low-income families, people who don't have care, people who don't have all these other things. And abortion is literally a choice, a difficult choice at that that you're trying to take, take away without even considering someone's human rights too. The woman who's, who's going to carry that fetus to term, you're not even considering that. So I think it's, these are a lot of things that people need to discuss Women can't get the right prenatals to take care of their kid. So their kid's going to come out. The right prenatals. All this stuff. All this stuff. And yeah, so I urge everyone to just, you know, to continue educating themselves. Go and ask. I think the if you work in a hospital, if you work in healthcare, I'm pretty sure you've heard. You're like, it's kind of like preaching to the choir. But if you're if you're still not sure about it or if you if you feel like, okay, I'm not going to change my mind on this. Fine, but I want you to be educated. I want you to ask these questions. I want you to to go and figure out what do these laws mean and how do those impact other things? Because if they can restrict the rights like this, I'm telling you now, every other right is free game. Mm. It's not just, you know, all these things. You won't be able to to choose if you want an elective surgery. You know, you won't be able to choose this. You won't be able to choose certain care. You won't be able, like, these are things that matter in the long run. Yeah. And I think people need to, to not just think of this one matter, one one issue as like, well, I don't agree with that. Fine, don't agree with it. But it's also a right that we all should have. Yes. And it impacts other rights too. So that's my key on that. 
Does it make you feel some type of way, Nyasha, when you see women who don't who are on the opposite side and like bashing other women for this? Um, it does. Um, because I um, there's this one thing we always talk about is that things like patriarchy. A lot of people, a lot of the people who also uphold patriarchy, a lot of them are women. A lot of mm-hmm. oppressing things you know, that happen, you know, you have, like, we saw this in the 2016 election, yes. we saw how the majority of white women yes. voted for Trump. So, it's it's not it's not a surprise. It's like, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me feel some type of way, because a lot of people don't care about a situation until it until they're in them. It. Right. Yeah, until they're in it. Like I've had, I've had friends or like colleagues who basically like, you know what? Like, I didn't. I was definitely. I never thought I would have an abortion. I never thought this would happen to me, until I found myself in a position where I couldn't take care of this this fetus, or my partner left me, or I was all alone. And people have had to make some tough decisions. And it's not just abortion, but a lot of other decisions. People only learn through experience. And I think that's unfortunate because if you empathize with someone, you can, you can, you can understand the experience without having to go through it and understand the meaning behind that choice. So mm. it, it, it hurts me, but at the same time, I'm also not surprised. Whew. Well, mm. Ron? <laughs> that was a lot but I feel like that was definitely some great dialogue like that was a conversation that needed to be had so thank you once again Nyasha, for coming out here and talking to us and providing yes. this context and this insight you've been a great resource and we're really glad you were able to come through and enlighten us thank you guys for having me again I don't have all the questions or I mean because all the questions all the answers um, I'm only a mere mortal but I definitely know that this is stuff that's very important because this is within my field, um, being a public health professional as well. Um, I think it's important that people uh, listen to what's going on. I mean, this whole, it's, we, live, we are living in very trying times right now. And I think it's important that people don't lose hope, but they continue to fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and continue there's nothing I can tell you that would like you know I might change some minds I might not but you need to educate yourself you need to be able to to go and find those answers and to to be informed and I don't just take things um, as they are go and find out what what it means and how it impacts other people and listen to other people's stories because yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of people are going through this right under your nose and you have no idea. Mm. You have absolutely no idea because they're not, they're not ready to share with you or they don't feel welcome to share with you these things. So just remember that. It's, um, I think um, maybe I'll drop a little quote early right now, but I think this is perfect. So I saw someone say this. It says, it's hard for some people to listen to understand because they're used to listening to see whether you're agree with them or not. And I feel that's a revolving mm. thing in a, in a lot of our quote unquote, what we think we're having dialogue or discussion is half the time people are just listening in today's world where it comes to 
social media or when we're at work or when we're with our friends, blah, blah. We're not really listening to re- listen to pick things that we want to hear. What we think that when we say after they finish talking, they will like, you know, or they'll well, mm-hmm. or they'll like appease that person, and that doesn't work when we're having situations like this. When we're talking about a conversation like abortion, when we're talking about healthcare, when we're talking about who's going to lead our country tomorrow or the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are where we need to actually listen. You know, don't don't just listen to make sure that, oh, I picked some things out. So I'm just, just filter all the other things they said. But these couple words, they want to hear these words out of my mouth. So it's not being you're not being genuine. You're being you're being a fake listener. Mm. That's what you're being. So, like, just think of like what I said, just think about that and just carry that on when you're trying to have these discussions. Mm. All right. So with that, once again, I want to invite anyone who wants to have a dialogue about this or follow up with us on anything we've talked about tonight or in a past episode, feel free to reach out to us. There's a bunch of ways you can get at us. Our email, email inbox is whosmanspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at whosmanspodcast. If you're on Facebook, we got a page on there. Check us out. Follow for that. And feel free to just hit us up. You know, a lot of our followers know us personally. Feel free to start a dialogue. And if you want to come on and talk about it with us, let us know. We always love having guests. All right. So I think it's about time for us to go ahead and get up out of here. So I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. pass it to you. Shall, do you have any ads you want to drop for people? I actually totally don't want nobody to find you. You just want to come out here and do your thing <laughs> leave, right? Oh, okay. Listen, listen, listen. Um, You can find me on Twitter. Um. It is at the NCMMM, or I would like to say the NCM. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just, you know, putting it out there. Um, it, my name is Manyatiana. You might want to spell that. M-P-H. Uh, oh, child. Just, just find me at the NCM. <laughs> N for Nancy, C for Cherry, M for Maria, M for Maria, M for Maria. <laughs> Get ahead, okay? So yeah. So you can find me there. You can also find me on Instagram with the same handle. Um, but yeah, like yeah, you'll find hey, me there. She you won't find just me got a bunch of groupies, by the way, because she got a tweet out there that's hitting thousands. Uh oh. She she oh. living she living Ron's old life on Twitter. <laughs> that was like the slight jab. <laughs> 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 Uh, Listen, you know I'm I'm a celebrity now, so you know I'm not gonna be always there. Okay. But you know if you need me, I'm talk to my 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 my, my agent. All right. you know, it's not a problem. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't don't do that. <laughs> All right. Anyone who wants to catch me, you can get at me on Twitter at Taylor Made Life. Um, do I have an unpopular opinion today? I don't think I do. Oh, Ooh, you know surprising. what? I never got to drop my. I never got to drop my unpopular in-game opinion, did I? I don't think so. No. I want... Wait, Yasha, did you see in-game before I spoil it? Of course. Okay, cool. I wanted Captain America dead. I'm happy that yep. he's retired, yep. but I want him in the ground. I actually agree with that. Big <laughs> okay, but can we... Can we talk about the fact that okay, why did Captain America look like Joe Biden? Like, he said like, Joe Biden back in the day. Like, 
they were like, okay, you know, I know you're running for presidency, but could you just do a slight cameo for us? Wow. <laughs> Captain America was like, look, dog, you're not going to win. Ain't no point of you staying here. Just go to the future. Take my place. Everybody going to think you're Captain America. <laughs> Yo. I did not oh, think about that until you said that. Mm-hmm. There was Joe Biden. He's like, you know, 2020. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> yeah, I yeah. actually surprised. Like, I, 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 I agree, knew, too. I knew Iron Man with Tony Stark was about to be gone, but I would have thought Captain America was just going to be... I mean, it would have been an easy one. I would have traded in Iron Man for Captain America, but hey. Mm, yeah, I definitely would have loved yeah. that, but you get what you get, I guess. <laughs> All right, all right, B. You want to tell him how to get you? Hey, don't at me at God always. Um, Man, you, you really <laughs> love this singing today. One, one. I want to give a spotlight to our uh, media pick for the month, which uh, we will discuss the last week of May, which is is it next week or the week after? Mm, don't even know. You don't even know. Hey, right, we'll figure um, it out. The twenty yeah, eighth. Um, <laughs> it's the week after, <laughs> but it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's top three of mine. Don't at me. Ghost, I'm Whoopi Goldberg, and some white people. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, well, wow, <laughs> my... wow. Patrick okay. Swayze and Demi Moore. Yeah, okay. I mean, I feel legends? like you should get legends right there. <laughs> like, I mean, who nah, like I don't know anything else. I don't know anything else. Like okay, um. Whew. But here's the thing. I, I, I want to be serious, all right? Um, so we're recording on Tuesday, May 14th. There is a special day that happens tomorrow, right? Um, somebody was born. Mm. Mm, I ain't gonna cry though. Somebody was born on May 15th, 19th. I probably shouldn't say that. Tuesday, I probably can get my social security if I say it. But <laughs> by the time we hear this podcast episode, I will be 32 years old. And while Woo, I struggled fun. with that age and I've struggled with the fact that I'm getting older, I am so happy and I am so thankful. And uh, I just want to say like how thankful I am to have this podcast, how thankful I am to have Ronnie Conrad and have all of you out there listening. Um rather it be for the whole episode or half of an episode. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> and Shout out. I am so excited to see where we go next. And look, 32 is going to be great. So, uh, look, if you ain't fucked with me at 31, fuck you for 32 because, boy, I'm here. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, right. 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 Yeah, you go ahead and do your thing. Don't mess it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. That was that was, that was a, a lot. Thumbs up. That's, yeah, that was a lot better than last week or two weeks ago. Thank you. Um, Thank you. hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at datfella underscore connie, bixie twenty two on Instagram. Um. Nyasha, I really appreciate you coming on today. That was something that we needed to hear, something that we needed to discuss. Uh, you know, it it was just, I think to me, it was just right to have it in today, in the mix of everything, especially uh, coming off two weeks, 
this should be a very strong podcast for us to bring people in to have dialogue. Um, and I've been emphasizing on dialogue a lot because I have a message on dialogue and a message that I want to share with you guys into why um, it's so important. Um, a lot of times you don't have these things because there's four things I think and I was taught on why we don't have these conversations because we have ego. We need to stop protecting our egos in order to have these discussions. We need to be open and understand that what we think is right, you might be right once, but you're not always right every single time, right? Don't know how to, to deal with it, right? So you're scared to have these dialogues, so you don't know how to deal with it. When someone says, actually, you might start thinking like, maybe, okay, yes, abortion is acceptable in circumstances. And you're scared to finally say that it is that because you've been saying it's so bad for the longest time. It's okay. <laughs> Right, and it's hard to have dialogue mm -hmm. when you're only confirming your own bias. You mm -hmm. you look through the lens of what you already believe. So how the hell are you gonna be able to see what other people think? Right, mm -hmm. and also a lot of people think dialogue is weak. I'm talking to y'all guys out there who always feel like you gotta be hard and who can't have a conversation, and who can't be open to listen to women, and who can't be open to understand that you know yes we're not right. Y'all gotta cut that shit out. Like, it's, you're not gonna move anywhere. And I'm just saying, guys, because it's stereotypically, but there are people out there, men and women, who just can't have dialogue because they think it's some bullshit. If think it's bullshit, look where we're at right now in the world and why. Right? So, dialogue gives us the opportunity to change things. Yes, we have tradition. Yes, we have things that shouldn't be changed. But to be honest, if you wanna honor your tradition, Change is making it better, <laughs> you know? Sometimes your tradition that you've always had or your belief that you've always had were a minute thing before what the future had in hold. So before history, if, if tradition worked, history would be the same today. But it's not because we've changed for the better, because of people they've had people in, in leadership positions who are open to make those changes. So... Look, all I have to say is seek wisdom together by not making the other person a villain. You can always be on different terms. You can always not, you don't always have to agree with each other. You don't always have to be on the same topic and the same, oh, yes, yes, yes. You don't have to be a yes man all the time. However, you cannot be a yes man and still understand where the other person is coming about and learning about the other person, learning where their opinion is coming from and learning how they are living without making them feel like shit, without making them feel like they're, they're, non-existent to what you're talking about because you think your opinion or your lifestyle is better because you don't know what like i'm not, not said things these things are happening under our noses this person next to you at work this lady at work you might think she's thinking about this she might have to tomorrow have to do this procedure she doesn't know how the hell she's going to handle it you have no idea but you're out there speaking and voicing your strong opinions without actually listening to someone around you so just be careful so if you're out there this week, be mindful of who you're around. Have these, these discussions, these true, genuine discussions, because dialogue works, but monologue hurts. And that's what these Ooh. people in the freaking, mm. the Hill legislators who don't know much are just having monologues. That's all. They're reading off this shit and just saying, this is what's going to happen. But they're not having discussions with it. And look where we are at the same time. We're hurt a lot of shit so not to be so Debbie Downer and all but this is just something we should 
be thinking about. We should be doing every day. We should be talking. You don't always have to be on your phone 24 fucking 7. Look up and talk to someone. Like, it's, it's not that, it's, it's really not that hard. Because we used to do it. We really did. <laughs> we really did. So go out there and just be mindful of the people around you. Be genuine. It, it doesn't take, like, be genuine. Be a genuine person. Things will fall in place when you're doing positive things. Like, you are worthy. You are beautiful. And it's okay to feel like you want to have some confidence. It's okay if you want to put to look good and someone, you know, looks at you and says you look. It's okay. All right? Because you are worthy and you are loved and you are cared for. No matter what the situation is, just remember that. Motherfucking Darnold, please. <laughs> Motherfucking Darnold. <laughs> Motherfucking Darnold. Darnold, <laughs> Darnold look. You're about to be an uncle, so I hope. Twice over. I really, 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 really hope. I ain't even going to say it. Darnold, just be a good uncle, right? I know it's going to be hard to set an example for your, you said niece, nephew? Brian, what'd you say? Uh, niece. Niece. He already has a nephew now. So oh, poor kid. It'll be a poor second. Kid. <laughs> second. Um, what do you call it? A second. <laughs> <laughs> Niece or nephew? What's the word for plural? <laughs> what do you call it plural? Anyway, hey, I'll only say this today, but I love you, bro. And congrats on being a, a uncle times two. But you still ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't be a who's man. Because <laughs> we're going to find your ass. We're going to find you. We're going to find you. We're going to find you. Don't move to Florida because there was some shit that happened earlier today again in Florida. Because people are weird and they're drinking nasty water. Oh, wow. Too low, motherfuckers.